0: The Voluntary Action is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions, criticisms, and insults cannot and will not be held against a speaker after a 24-hour cooling-off period. Please listen accordingly.
1: All right, listen up, Dullards. There's a new team atop the Southeastern Conference in college basketball, and it is your Tennessee Volunteers. We drink from the keg of glory, ladies and gentlemen, as the Vols bend Texas A&M over a barrel and show them the 50 states tonight at Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena. 86-51, to your final. Just a complete, thorough dismantling. Of Texas A&M as our Vols were up for it tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, win number 800 for Richard Dale Barnes. And four games left. A four-game sprint to the finish. Bear, how do you eat an elephant, my friend?
0: One bite at a time.
1: One bite, one game at a time. We've got Brucifer Coming in Wednesday night, we got to go down to the sister lovers a week from tonight and then uh, a really tough final week, but we'll just celebrate tonight and look ahead to the next one. Davey Hudson of Outkick, get in here, my friend. Your thoughts as Tennessee does just a complete barrel job on the Aggies tonight.
2: Yeah, guys, I missed the last time we played Texas A&M and I never ended up watching a single highlight of that game. So I'm really befuddled as to what exactly uh, transpired last time. But this was just one of those situations where Tennessee after, eh, you know, a little bit of struggles there in the first 10 minutes or so. But after that, we just went on that run at the end of the first half and just an absolutely dominating performance in the second. I mean, they did not have an answer. Tennessee looked like they were having fun. And that's what you need to do right now like have a good game like that now we can't get complacent we had a good win last saturday and then kind of went into the midweek game not exactly respecting our opponent so you can't do that this go around but right now i'm looking forward to breaking this one down and drinking from the keg of glory i
0: think the 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 big biggest difference davy that i noticed was we didn't let them drive all the way to the rack like i mean they were just driving at will uh, in the first game down there with them and it just loosens up completely on the outside, but they weren't shooting his. He wasn't that hot tonight. Uh, one kid uh, started off three for three, and I don't he had, think he hit another one.
2: Wade Taylor.
1: and He was the guy you had to stop.
2: Yeah. Him and Ratford.
1: Yeah. I think they both went for like 25, 26 down there. They both go for 11 tonight, so a big difference there. Inside the numbers for Tennessee, 24 from Dalton Connect. Kind of what we've come to expect from him. I mean, the other night we'd be uh, celebrating, following all over each other to celebrate a 24-point effort. Um, 18 for Adu, 14 rebounds, a double-double for the big man. Three blocks, countless monster dunks. Just a dominant performance in the paint from Jonas Adu tonight. But for me, the player of the game tonight has to be the Kigler. Nine points, nine rebounds. He was a point and a rebound away from a triple-double tonight. 14 assists, four steals for Zekigler. And what I noticed from him after that final steal where he stole the ball at Mick Ford and then did his crazy wraparound reverse layup thing, like, he's smiling, he's having fun. It takes a special kind of player to have... Fun And to be able to smile on the court when you're playing for Rick Barnes. Grant Williams is really the only other guy, maybe Admiral, that jumps to mind that could actually do that on a regular basis. But um, I don't know if there is a Zakai Ziegler fan club. I would like to put my name forth as a potential president for said fan club. I love that kid.
0: I feel like you started the fan club almost three years ago.
1: Love and Bear. Can't get enough of him. That's my point
0: guard. Hey, kid's fun to watch, man. I am mean, just really fun to watch. And I imagine if you're a fan of another another team, uh really easy to not like. But he's ours and I love him.
2: He was, I mean, one board and one point away from a triple double.
0: Yeah. He was a, he still had a
1: good day. Ice Cube yeah. with <laughs> a triple double. He's, that was a special performance. Uh, Waka uh, with another one. He had 12 points and, and six rebounds. And kind of what we talked about yesterday, Bear, I feel like at least in the first half, like that Garcia guy who I think had 17 rebounds against us down there, it was almost like, to borrow a soccer term, we were man-marking him. It's just like you just get on that guy. and I mean, they were bodying him up every time a shot went up. It was yeah that's better effort.
0: And and finally uh he got a foul called on him doing his, his patented uh volleyball uh spike the you know spike it and I, I guess he I can't I don't know. I think it may have been A do or it may have been a
1: Waka hell, one of them, but uh they actually called a foul on him First, I will give uh one of the AM players credit. I don't know who it was, but whoever took that charge from a waka in the first half. Brave dude, that's bravery right there. Yeah. yeah, it was the first
2: time I think I saw a charge called in a Tennessee game this year, and there were three oh, cool. back to back to back. Three?
0: Yeah, it was crazy. I know everybody got mad if if Josiah uh, just, just left that left foot alone and not not picked it up, he'd have gotten one. But I, hell, that's the first charge I've seen called all year, not just Tennessee.
1: They well, missed a big one was, in the Duke game today. The Duke game. We'll, we'll talk about the Duke game, Davey. Are you going to be able to discuss this rationally?
2: Yes, I, I will be unbiased and come at it from a position of logic and strictly reason.
1: It'll be a fun conversation. Let's have some conversation with the listeners first. Brad in Nashville is up first tonight. What's up, Brad? Not much, guys. Just got done watching an
3: ass whooping. That was a tale of two halves. But, God, man, we were just rolling in the second half. Um, And it's been a long time since I've seen us have that much fun playing a game. And, I mean, these kinds of offensive, like, performances are in us. Because, damn it, I mean, I just watched us do it. It's just frustrating whenever you have, like, the first 10 minutes of the game like we did where we're, disgracing the entire game of basketball and then we just flip the switch and roll for 30 minutes like I know that it's a Rick Barnes team so there's going to be lulls but man it's frustrating when you know
1: how good these guys are well I'll push back a little bit here Brad like I mean we're we're top 20 in uh, Ken Palm offensive efficiency this year which is the highest that number's been in a long time you have an obvious SEC player of the year candidate and connect and uh, we had what uh, 40 po- 37 points I believe in, in the first half there, a 10 point lead at halftime against a team that up until two weeks ago was thought to be an NCAA tournament team. So I thought even in the first half we were playing pretty well. I thought they hit some lucky shots to even stay in it. so um, I thought that you know Tennessee just sort of they, they showed their class like you what? alluded to in the second half.
3: Well, yeah, like you were talking about on the halftime show, where you got people like me bitching, and we're up by ten. We covered we covered the game in the first half. Um, yeah, we did it right before halftime. I, I'm just God. I, I just I, I just want them running and having fun like they were in the second half the whole time. I just know you can't do that all the time because we had to break them first, and we did. Um, I mean, they just uh, they didn't have anything for us. In the second half, man, um, they we just broke their spirit, and um, I, God, like it. The, the the first ten minutes of the game reminded me of the entire game that we had down at College Station, and then uh, we just kind of remember we're at home and um, let's let's light this candle, baby.
0: So Ziegler uh, Ziegler out rebounded everybody on Texas A and M.
2: We did a good job of boxing out. There were several situations where you saw the ball come off the rim and it literally would bounce once.
1: And then, like, Zeke's no just there to way. pick it right up. Yeah, he'd run you in know? and sweep it up. I mean, it was obvious that was a point of emphasis in practice this week.
0: Yeah, we, uh, 50 to 33. Damn.
1: <laughs> that
3: 30 wanna, foot cross court pass he had, too, was beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah. The, the, he dropped to the dime in there. Um, to may maybe uh that was yeah i mean they i think it was broke their will uh, they were uh, toward the last 10 minutes or so AM and m didn't want any yeah man they were already on the bus yep good stuff brad anything else my man not
3: much um just uh love you guys appreciate all y'all do it was a hell of a game we got aubrey coming up on wednesday and uh we gotta beat this bruce pearl guy again i hear uh here he's popular, but still with some people. But anyways, talk to you guys soon.
1: See you later. <laughs> you too, brother. Appreciate it, Brad. Checking in in the mid state. There, what do you guys think about Bruce Pearl coming in here on Wednesday night? They had a big win at Georgia in a rivalry game for them. You know, last year they came in here and we played a very unbruced game against them. We won a rock fight. I, what was that? It was like forty nine to forty five or something. I mean, that was. That was by far, I think, the lowest-scoring game we had last year. I don't think Bruce likes that. I don't think Rick likes that. Do you think we get into another half-court slugfest with them, or do you think it's a little higher-scoring Wednesday night?
2: It'll be a higher-scoring game on Wednesday. Uh, I I just can't see this time. Like, I want to say, was that like a, a noon Saturday game last year?
0: yeah I believe it It, was it it
2: just feels like everything started slow in that one nobody was able to buy a basket I I just I can't see that I am curious to see what type of officiating we get and I'm like not saying that as a complaint but is this more of a we'll let you be physical because that was the case last year or are they going to be a little more um, restrictive in, in what they're allowing the teams to do I hope they'll they. I hope they let him
0: play. I think that favors uh, the let them play favors us more than them. As physical as, as we play on defense.
1: Let's get Colton in here next. What's up, Colton? Colton, got to turn your mic on, brother. Colton, bottom left of your screen there. It says Mike is off. You need, there you go. Speak. Use your voice, Colton. Might be connected to a Bluetooth. Colton having all kinds of trouble. We'll give him in three, two, one. Sorry, Colton. Better luck next time. Uh, let's get Frank in here next. What's up, Frank? frank are you there
4: yes i am what's up frank you know i'm proud of the basketballs and because i remember this time last year i think it was this time last year we had lost please correct me if i'm wrong we had lost stupid conference games like i think it was missouri did vanderbilt beat us
2: yes on a buzzer beater
4: Exactly, yes. And we were... uh, I understand now why we were upset. Because now I realize you have got to win these games. Because the seeding is all that matters. And we have to be a number one seed. Arizona lost the other night. It's within our sights. Problem is, we have how many ranked teams... I feel like it would be impossible to win all what four or five of these left. What if we did? What if we are a number one seed? I feel like if we're a number two seed, I'm not gonna be happy because two and fifteen never work out anymore. Remember how they how it was a lock? And now I feel like it's more than anything else. Uh 15 is gonna be a two, just the way the game is played now.
2: I wouldn't go that far, Frank. I mean, but you you have seen teams that are lower seeded make more uh, contested games. We've even seen two 16 seeds knock off a one seed over the last several seasons. So it, it's, it's not to say it's, yeah, you're guaranteed the win, but um, I, I'm with you. It's going to be hard to finish out undefeated against four teams, all four in the top 20, but if you look at it right now, the one thing I will say is the Pac-12 maybe gets one or two teams. They'll get two teams in the tournament, maybe three if they have like a dark horse win the conference tournament. But it, it's not a good conference. And, you know, the SEC is just light years better. So it'd be great to obviously get the one seed, but there's still a couple of weeks left where so much can happen. And even then, once we get into the tournament, you lose the first game in the tournament, you probably lose your opportunity to get a one seed in that situation as well
4: true and that's going to be doubly hard and then think about this as crazy as the home team has always won like how we beat texas a&m's ass how they beat our ass at their home and i feel like it's not just been us it's been every other team look at kentucky today what is it going to be like When we go to the SEC tournament and nobody is playing at home, how insane is that tournament going to be? Am I overplaying that in my head? No, it'll be a fun tournament. I mean, you've got uh, just
2: two games separating the first through the sixth team in the SEC right now for seeding. So uh, all these teams still battling for a lot. And it's going to be a fun environment in Bridgestone. It, It has been for the last several years. And, um, hopefully we get an opportunity to where we, we go in, I have a favorable schedule, and are able to cut down the Nets once again.
4: Right on. Well, it's been a fun day, and uh, I'll just wrap it up by saying I turned somebody from Salt Lake City onto our basketballs. He was, like, beside himself, and he's from here. I'm like, wow, the magic of me. I loved it.
1: <laughs> Good job, Frank. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for Thanks, jumping man. in.
4: Yep. Do you guys see that image of a bar
1: in Tokyo? (laughs) (laughs) What's the deal? That's a Japanese UT grad? That is my understanding.
0: No, I haven't seen it yet. What is it now? I'll find you the tweet and send it. Bar in Japan going nuts.
1: I feel like we got to make a a field trip, man. Have a remote from the Tennessee bar.
0: We're everywhere. Worldwide. Tennessee bar. Oh, good old Tennessee bar. Welcome.
1: Welcome, daniel <laughs> They're drinking sake tonight in the good old Tennessee bar in the great city of Tokyo. Shout out to our friends across the other pond. You ever gotten a load on with that? With sake? Poof!
0: Damn near make you go blind.
1: Never had it. Oh. Had some good hibachi this week. Hibachi factory. Shout out.
2: I need, I need some good recs for hibachi places in Nashville. Still haven't found any that come close to what we had back in Knoxville. Red really? don't have Kozuko. Yeah, it's weird. Like, there's a lot of places Kozuko. around here, but I haven't found any that I would consider really good. Oh, you like Kozuko? Kozuko. The greatest.
0: It's just delicious. How can you you haven't been looking, man? It's Nashville. Surely to God, there's a uh a hibachi. Hibachi and, and you'd think so. Them five, however many million of peop, million
1: people live down there now. All right, let me ask you guys this. I'm watching USC and UCLA. They came on after us, right? These are terrible teams. Yeah. First of all, what the hell like USC I thought, uh, you know, this is the Dunk City guy, right? Andy Enfield, his haircut, like he looks like he goes to Mark Davis's barber. And (laughs) they're 10 and 16, 4 and 11. Don't they have LeBron's kid? Like, how is that dude not fired yet? Question number one. Question number two, UCLA is 14 and 12, unranked, 9 and 6 in the Pac-12. I mean, uh, Rick Barnes turns that job down, right? He would have gone without, if not for the buyout. They settle for Mick Cronin from Cincinnati, who plays. I mean, Conzo Martin thinks his style of basketball is boring. He's but got to go to a coach. Final Four, right? They've got a Final Four. Would you, would you ra- Would would you trade what we have now with Rick Barnes for Mick Cronin, knowing that we'd have a Final Four banner hanging in Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena? but we would be on the wrong side of the bubble this year. No. Really? Yeah. Davey? I probably would if I didn't know
2: how things were going to unfold. Like, I mean, they're probably not going to make the tournament, but uh, it's – I don't know. I'm just looking at this. This is a Big Ten basketball at its finest. Um it's rough. I, I would just take the one final four. Like, I'm enjoying this ride, but if, if you could just guarantee me that in any situation, I would just want to experience that once. I mean, they had an incredible run to the final four as well. So, yep. that, that was a good ride. The I don't Marquez.
0: know. I, I don't know. Call me crazy. I like um, continued long term, uh, high level success year in and year out. And I'm with you, Bear, being fun.
1: And maybe I'm a fool, but I'm with you. I I love just living in the top 10 like we have been for several years now and with no end in sight to that. And I believe, I'm a believer, Mm -hmm. I believe that someday it might not be this year, it might not be next year, but I'm a young 43, and I feel like someday, God willing and the crick don't rise, we will break down that door and go to the final four with Rick Barnes or somebody else by god
2: i just struggle to see a team outside like of this one that will have a better chance
1: when i look at this
2: team because eventually you're going to get out of the way to where you you have fifth and sixth year seniors and and with the leadership that this team has i think you're going to bring back adu and zakai next year and those are some great pieces but with connect Santi, Triple J, while I know we get frustrated with Triple J and Santi at times, like this is the team to put it all together with.
1: Okay. A, a counterpoint though, you're also going to have it is based off what we've seen this year and some expected improvement and continuity next year is Triple J and Santi really a drop off when you go to Meshack? and Ganey who will be back for those roles next year. And keep in mind, we didn't none of us on this call knew who Dalton Connect was at this time a year ago. Nope. Tennessee will we have pretend. Tennessee will have flexibility to operate in the portal. Connect success will make Tennessee attractive. We need another guy or two that can come in and make an impact like that. And we will have some transfers. I don't know if they'll be as good as Connect. I don't know if another guy out there is like that. But we're going to have two, maybe three guys on the team next year, at least one or two of whom are going to be starting with a major impact And we don't even know who they are right now.
2: So I, I agree with that. I'm not going to argue that I'm simply playing the numbers of how often is it you get a guy that could potentially transfer in, win the wooden award, be the SEC player of the year and a lottery pick all at the same time. Well, I mean, the, the thing that we've got,
0: we've got a dominant big in a we've got uh one of the elite point guards in ziegler and then we've got just a stone cold killer in connect that can score at will. I mean it's like Russ said at the beginning he scored 24 tonight and it was it was ho hum and I'll add to that I'll tell you who else is it's kind of getting to be ho hum is seeing Jonas score in that you know 15 to 20 point range. I don't know what his, his I'd be really interested to see what his average is up to now.
2: Uh, As far as just... Points per game. He's right around 12.
0: He really put himself behind the eight ball with some of those early games. He's playing at a high level. I mean, Iwaka's picked it up. You know, I do think it's it's a really good team. I don't know if if it's better than that Grant and Admiral team or any better of a shot, but...
1: We got an um, opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely this is a this is a year where we've got an opportunity. I think our opportunity is better this year than it was the Kennedy Chandler year. Simply because we have a better big. Well, yeah, I mean, and then connects the X factor. And if you got somebody that can go for
1: thirty-five plus. Triple J and Vescovy were so much better the, the K- Kennedy Chandler years than they are now. I, I don't know if that's true. It seems that way, though. It feels that way. Maybe they're just asked to do less than they were on that team. But anyway, let's get Cole in here next. Cole, you're on voluntary reaction. Go ahead.
5: Hey, can y'all hear me? Gotcha. Look, y'all were talking about players that, you know, we're, we're feeling good about. I don't think enough people are talking about Ganey out there. I think he's real, you know, he's no connect, but he's he's really hitting some shots this year. And, uh, yeah, not to be slept on. He's starting to find a
2: stride. There, there's definitely games where, I mean, you, you look at how Tennessee's bench will play, where you got to have one guy at least be on his game for that team to really shine. And, you know, the last couple of games has been Tobey Awaka – We've seen Ganey play that guy which game was it where was it Arkansas he went off um, and but, but today what was great was your your team as a whole went I believe it was nine of 12 from from off the bench. So, yeah I mean if, if you're able to get that production, surely yeah. this team's going to get enough out of their starters to where you're, you're never going to be in a situation where you're you're losing a game if that's the case. I mean, the, that's the, the thing
0: hope. that Ganey's doing now that he's improved on is – like he was – I felt like he, he had an off night tonight. But the difference is he didn't jack up 12 shots tonight. Yeah. He had one shot. Yeah, and he made it. it a couple plus, of passes. Plus yeah. one. Um, that he had a really rough first half with when – but whatever – the The point guard experiment they're doing with him, where he had, I think it was two, two turnovers, at least two turnovers, really quick, and um. But yeah, I mean he's he's played better as the year's gone on.
5: Yeah, look, boys, we're in the final stretch here, and uh, look, I I'm just so damn tired of us throwing away these big games when they matter. I was at that FAU game last year in March Madness, and it just. I want to have hope in this team, but you know we lost lost the, uh, the dumb one to A and M two weeks ago. Looked good tonight, but it, it just makes you think: can we do it against Bama and Auburn and you know Kentucky again? And 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 like you said, it's all about seeding. So uh, it's just hard to hard to go into these next couple games and, and just feel confident about the team. But you know, we'll see.
1: Indeed we will. Indeed we will. Thanks, Cole. Anything else, my friend?
5: Look, uh, I'll say this. All my exes live in Texas, okay? They say gig them. I say screw them. Go Vols.
1: Thank you, Cole. Appreciate you making your presence felt here. Uh, Mike says, here's a question. What does a fake military school like A&M do for punishment after getting barrel jobbed? What is their relation to the military? Why do they have those guys walking around in the Mount? They they look like Canadian Mounties. They got the Canadian Mounties up in the stands, and then they got the milkmen down on the field, and then they've got those guys in the overalls. It's just a weird operation they have down there.
0: I, I think that uh, I, I'm not sure how it works down there. I don't know if they have a heavy affiliation with like the ROTC program or, or what the deal is.
2: You're the cult guy, Russ. You should know.
0: I mean, is it like the Citadel where when they, when they graduate, they, it's not a real military school. Well,
1: they have girls there, right? Yeah. You know, girls go to military institutes, don't you? That's a good point. I don't mean that as a sexist comment.
0: I can't believe we're watching a Big Ten basketball game right now,
1: basically, aren't we?
0: That we are. I flipped over
1: to the SEC Network. Did you guys see the uh, dude from, was it Ole Miss? (laughs) Alex Flanagan. (laughs) Yeah. No. What did he do? You didn't see that? No.
0: Oh my god. I slept. I'm still kind of sick. I slept
1: most of the day. He he saw uh, what
2: uh, Mohamed Wagee for Alabama did last uh, Wednesday against Florida and said, I'm going to one-up you.
1: He just ran straight up to a South Carolina guy and hit him with an elbow in the face. In the Uh. face. (laughs) He went full Hakeem Olajuwon, huh? He got a
2: flagrant two and was ejected. He's also going to receive, I would imagine, a multi-game suspension from the SEC for that one.
1: Well, I haven't seen like that. something like that in an SEC game in a long time. Like just an open play when it wasn't a fight.
2: That's
0: pretty wild. The all-time greatest was uh, when Olajuwon was at the University of Houston. I think it may have even been a tournament game. And like, dude, they had him on camera. He looked back, thought he thought nobody was watching him. I can't remember who it was, but he elbowed somebody right in the throat. It's incredible i became well, a Kentucky huge fan.
1: Kentucky looked up for it today. Yeah, Sears. Uh, Sears what? Sears got in
0: foul trouble early on in that one, didn't he?
1: I I don't I don't recall that. I mean, I watched. I had it on. I was doing some other stuff. I mean, that was an ass kicking from start to finish.
0: It what it reminded me. Of, remember a couple of years we would. Have, it was whatever when uh, Joe the day Joby Hall died, and those fuckers couldn't miss. I mean there was one point in the second half. They 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 were shooting like
1: sixty nine percent, I think from three. They had a hundred points today with eight minutes left in the game. Yeah, he took his foot off the gas. I mean,
2: neither team played defense still.
0: I mean, I just I thought Alabama would I thought if Kentucky didn't play defense
1: like they normally do, I just I didn't expect Alabama not to play defense. Alabama I, I looked this up earlier. I I believe they are number one in Palm offensive efficiency team and 98th defensive. Wow. What's Kentucky now? I don't know. Overall, it
2: looks like they're 17th, 8th in offense, 75th in defense.
1: How confident are we against Bruce and the boys Wednesday night? I'm more confident about that one
0: just cause it's in, in uh, the Tommy bowl. Um, I'm always leery of Coleman just from a life of uh, just being miserably disappointed. Anytime Tennessee goes
2: down there. I feel good. I mean, I mean, I have a crowd behind you, this team. I, I, you're feeling confident. I don't, they're going to have a, Top 15 beside their name. Like it's one of those things. You shouldn't go into it overlooking the opponent. So I, I feel like we're in a good spot.
1: ESPN matchup predictor gives Tennessee a 65.9% chance to win, which feels about right. Now I mean if, if Auburn comes in here and they're hitting their shots and we
0: can't and and Unlike tonight, we have a hard time stopping the, you know, the dribble drive stuff, the penetration stuff. It could, it get ugly. They don't want to start off slow. I don't know. None
1: of these games are going to be easy. Let's get Troy in here. What's up, Troy? Troy, turn your mic on, brother.
0: He's spinning.
1: Oh, Troy, it looks like you've got the wheel of death, the dreaded wheel of death. Try and try again. We'll we'll get you in here, my friend. Some random guy is next. What's up, Rando? Hey, I know how to turn my mic on. I Uh, I don't think that's Troy's problem. I think he's he's got the wheel, but uh, uh, I got another shot here in a second. Okay,
6: Uh, apologies, Troy. I apologize for the wheel, brother. Hey, uh, halftime. Uh, you were right, actually. Uh, DK did have nine. Uh, Jimmy Dykes lied to me, so uh, I corrected you incorrectly. So I
1: apologize for that, Russell. Apology accepted, Rando. We'll hug it out later.
6: All right.
0: Hey, did they? Uh, real, I'm sorry, Rando. Did they? Did they uh, ever address the fact that it looked like Adu Gold tended on that ba- on that basket?
6: I don't think they did. Uh, I do not think they did. Um, but, uh, you know, at halftime I said, you know, let's get, uh, let's get DK to 25 and blow these guys out. And he got 24 and we blew him out. So I'll, I'll take that as a, as a push, I guess. Um, since we didn't get the 25, um, but no solid effort tonight, man, guys look good. Um, what do you guys think we're gonna do the last four games? I mean, we've got four ranked opponents left. I think Carolina's ranked, but I know the other three definitely are. And what do you what
1: do you think's realistic? Three and one? I mean, I feel like you'd have to take that right now. Um, two and two ain't gonna get it done. Um four and oh, I mean, it's it's possible. It's just man, that's a lot of wins against. Uh, you know, four for really good teams, you know, Carolina might be the the worst of the bunch, but you got to go to their place, and they're all, all excited about their team, and they're going to drag us into the mud and all that stuff. So, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, here, here what I, what I do know, I, I'm no bracketology expert, Davey, but if they were able to go four and zero, I mean, you have to be a one seed at that point, right?
2: yeah, as long as you don't lose the first game in the tournament, if everybody else
1: that's like right there with
2: you also wins out. yeah, I mean, if Tennessee goes
6: four and oh, we're gonna end up at twenty four and seven. Am I right on that? twenty five and
2: six? yeah, twenty five and six. I mean, yeah. the other thing is you would obviously be number one in that rankings from the SEC standpoint. You've been battling back and forth with Alabama and Auburn as it comes to that. But I, like I said earlier, I would give us the nod over Arizona just simply because their strength of schedule the rest of the way is not even going to be remotely close to what Tennessee will have. I mean, Purdue does have the head-to-head over us if that's like anything close. And then I just can't see Houston and UConn really dropping off that much. So,
7: so what's that worst
2: think, loss, that Mississippi State loss? Yeah, that one really hurts looking back.
0: What's that now? Is it a quad two or quad three? It is
2: quad two. We don't have any quad three or quad four losses.
0: I mean Arizona had a terrible loss this week.
2: Uh no, well, uh Washington State's actually ranked.
6: I would I would say if we go twenty six and seven, however the SEC tournament shakes out. I mean twenty six and seven. Twenty-seven and seven, we've got an outside shot at the one seed. Um, Yeah, that's that's a one or a two. I mean, we're going to be right there. Twenty-seven and seven, we're probably a one seed, but we're the bottom. We're either the bottom one seed or the top two seed. We're going to be in the same bracket no matter what at that point. But um, you know, DK, I you know, I think DK's got a legitimate shot now. Um, I mean, a really, he's really solidified the opportunity to be, uh, SEC player of the year. And, uh, I guess last point, uh, shout out to the Deacon on number 800. Um, you know, it'd be nice to see him get a win over Calipari to close the regular season and close the gap between him and Calipari a little bit, but, uh, good job for the Deacon on 800. Congrats there. And, uh, on to the next. Let's uh, let's get ready for Brucifer on uh,
1: midweek. Here, here. Well said, Rando. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for jumping in. Let's try Troy Farmer again here. See if we can't connect with him this time. Troy, you there? No, looks like he's spinning again. Oh, he's there. He's there. He is. Troy, you got I'm it. here now.
8: Hey, what's up, Troy? Hey, guys. I've been following you for a long time, Russell. First time, long time. But I really think this is the best team that we've ever had. I really think this is this is the year that we do it. We're going to get to
1: the Final Four. Just depends on so many things, man. You, you got to be hot at the right time. You know, the tournament starts in, what, a month, roughly? Um, so many games, uh, got to stay healthy obviously. And then just draw, you know, who are, who are we playing? Who are, who are the opponents? And I was looking at the bracketologies and like Lunardi's got us playing. Um, I think like Michigan state in the, in the second round and then maybe Duke in the, in the third round. And it's just like, ah, uh, then Houston would be on the side of that bracket. And it's just, it, it's crazy, man. So, so much basketball left to be played, but to your point, I mean, yeah, you, you've got your point guard, you've got your big man, you've got your role players, and you've got your star, and you've got uh, plenty of bench depth to, to get the job done this year, so why not this year, and if not this year, when? Yeah, that's, that's my main point, like, this, this is it, man, like, it's all
8: lined up for Barnes, and like, I just I just really think we can score at all levels right now. And like, I don't I don't think we're ever going to get this depth that we've had this whole year ever again. So th- this is it, man. I really think this is the year we look good. I don't think if there's a dominant team like we've had in past seasons. that's We've we've been afraid of. I, th- I think we match up decent without uh, UConn. I think we match up decent with Purdue like we've already played them once. I think, I think we got it, man. I I think this is the year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know if we match up well with those teams, but we match up as well as anyone can with those teams. So uh, we'll we'll see. Good thing is we wouldn't be playing any of those teams until the elite eight at the earliest. Yeah, I agree. And, Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate you guys.
8: Go balls! Love what you guys do. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much, Troy. Appreciate the kind words. Thanks for jumping in.
2: Keep your cup on. I would say about looking at some of those teams moving forward, Adu now versus where Adu was at the very beginning of the year, two completely different players. So I I would really like to see how he handles some of those matchups now versus we know playing those teams earlier in the year, was great practice and allowed him to understand like this is what's going to happen come March if we make this deep run and it's also why you go out I I know a lot of fans don't exactly like that we schedule a lot of these games that are neutral site and they would rather have the home and away series but the reason the coaches do that is to go ahead and get your team in that mindset it's not so much of like while typically the crowds aren't great at those early season neutral site games, it's more about the mindset from, all right, well, we're staying at this hotel tonight. Uh, We're on the move. All right. We got two games. Then we're right back at it again. And so it's just trying to getting that rhythm going of, this is what it's going to be like come March. And this is a veteran team. These guys understand that now. And so that's why I kind of, I'm with Troy on you look at it and this is, this is the team to do it if there's, if there's going to be one.
0: There's a lot of guys, I mean, a lot of the guys on the team have have been there, you know, a couple, several times now, so, but yeah, I I agree with you 100% on that. Get a feel for going in a a completely strange gym, that you you know, they've played, most of these guys have played in almost all the gyms in the SEC now, and it's, it's different in the tournament.
1: Looked like a good crowd, good atmosphere in there. Fans were loud, getting rowdy. I'm it, sure it sounded loud that. as hell at the beginning of that game. Uh, I'm I'm sure it will be Wednesday night. Um, you know, we go on the road. Alabama, Carolina will be totally turned up for us, being a top five team. And then Kentucky, <laughs> I mean, it's it's, Satan uh, it's itself. Yeah, it's going to be just on eleven from here on out, all the way.
0: Ah, That's just so much fun doing this. It goes back to the you know your hypothetical. I'd rather be doing this every year than I haven't forgotten. I mean, it used to suck trying to figure out how we could even make it on the bubble. Like we've been on that side where we were like that Texas A and M. Teams fans are now. They're trying to figure out how in the hell they're gonna get in. That's a good
1: point. What's up, Perry? It's Perry's spinning. Yeah, he's got the wheel. Oh, try to jump back in here, Perry. Anybody watch the baseball balls this weekend? I watched today. I watched pretty much the whole
0: game today. Good God Almighty. They unleashed. Barrel uh, job. Total barrel job. Everybody hitting. Tell me Curley. the
2: powerhouse of Albany did not put up much of a fight.
1: No. no. No, they they bowed out meekly. We'll go for the sweep tomorrow, but uh Houston Crest's favorite player, Dean Curley, got it started with a three-run bomb. Oh, Dean Curley. Old Curley got a hold of one and put it in the cheap seats. He had a hell of a weekend.
0: He's had a pretty good start.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's kind of your shortstop at this point. We'll see what happens when Antigua gets back, but I I think you keep rolling him out there. Tears had a bomb. Um, We had four home runs today. Bargo had one. Curly, who was the – oh, Villeneuve hit one, I think, what, 440 feet? Yeah. And did, uh, did Tears have one? Yes. Yeah, he spanked one to straightaway center.
0: Yeah, right up and get right the scoreboard. Uh, my only, my biggest concern coming out of the weekend is what's going on with uh, our boy AJ. So it'll be interesting to follow
1: that this week. Vitello seemed to indicate, and if you don't know, we're talking about AJ Russell, who's the Friday night starter this year, got taken out early with what Vitello described as soreness. Um, and so you're thinking, oh my God, like it's, you know, an elbow or shoulder or something. But he's kind of indicated that maybe it wasn't arm soreness. He was talking about how he's put on weight. He's gotten, he's a huge pitcher and, uh, he almost made it sound like maybe it was a side muscle or a groin or something like that. And something with this plant, there's, I don't know. I mean, that, that would be, that would be so much better. You know, if it's, if it's not the arm, obviously that's a really good sign. Um, didn't have an update today, so yeah. Um Burke had a good day today. Uh, he's hitting the
7: ball
0: hard, man. Yeah, he just needs to get out of his head, man. Just have
1: fun. Just play baseball. He's, yeah, uh, he's doing. Had his first home run yesterday. Hit the ball. He came up with, I want to say, with the bases loaded today for his first at bat, and just crushed it just absolutely crushed it oh <laughs> it yeah right at the center field just <laughs> he got really a hold unlucky. of it. just really unlucky so he i mean he's been hitting the ball hard a lot this year so i'm i'm kind of encouraged Let's see if we can get perry in here give it another try perry you there it's
0: saying he's yeah i mute your mic perry you're in Turn your mic on, Perry. Oh, uh, Perry dropped. He was in.
1: Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Star Child is next. What's up, Star Child?
0: With two Rs. He's got the wheel of death.
1: Damn it. It's falling apart, Russ. Wheel in the sky keep on turning. Who's that? Foreigner?
0: No, it's Journey.
1: Dude, Journey you guys Sticks.
0: watched? Uh, Just became the, the
1: same band it. for a while in the mid '80s. Have
2: either of you guys watched Masters of the Air yet? On Apple no. TV, no, I no longer have my subscription. Heard good things about it, though. Any oh, good? Oh yeah, it's like Band of Brothers, but
0: the Air War over Europe. It's Tom Hanks and
2: Spielberg, I believe.
1: They well, do love to make did some Band World of War II and the stuff, Pacific,
2: right? Do what? They both did Band of Brothers and The Pacific, right?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on The Pacific. I've watched The Pacific. I've not seen Band of Brothers. That's what's weird. I've watched Band of Brothers, but I just I think it's cuz I tried to start The Pacific right after it, but I, I never I've never watched The Pacific.
2: It's, uh, I, I think it's on Netflix now. Like I tried to watch it. Um, I finished Band of Brothers, but it, I tried to watch the Pacific this past fall. And I guess that would have came out in like 2011, 2012. And I saw that John Bernthal was in it. And I got my hopes up and then spoiler alert, but he's gone after like one episode.
1: What happens to him?
2: Well, seeing as he was, uh, you know, in the military, in the <laughs> Pacific, he was a know, Marine the two and and together.
0: <laughs> I would imagine it wasn't good, Russ. He was a Marine. Oh man,
1: it's weird. I I really enjoyed the Pacific. I have started Band of Brothers at least four times. I cannot get into it,
0: man. If you, it's I, it sounds like I was with uh, Game of Thrones. You make it
1: past episode one, and you really um, get into it. I think I've watched it, the first three. I just it it does not. I can't get into it.
2: I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, I absolutely loved it. It was the greatest thing ever. I I enjoyed the watch. One of the things (laughs) I did find interesting though, and this is watching it 20 years later, is some of the big name actors that were actually in it at the time, a lot of them don't even have speaking roles, but you're just like, oh shit, that's Michael Fassbender, that's James McAvoy, like a bunch of guys that at the time no one had ever heard of and you're going back and you're seeing it now. I mean, the, I guess people Kim, knew who David uh, Schwimmer was at the time, uh, but I'm watching Ross from Friends be an incompetent sergeant. I think was his role. No, he was captain. He played Captain Sobel. No, oh, that's right. Yeah. I
0: read. Uh, uh, I read a a thing about him recently. He uh, he was kind of misrepresented in that in the, in the book and the miniseries. Unfairly maligned little bit like it was you know interviews from people that like knew him outside of you know the guys that were under him you know he was he intentionally that was intentional just how awful he was uh to the to the
2: guys under his command i mean it's, it's- it's based off one book, I believe in the accounts from that book. And I I think there was even one guy they depicted dying. And it turns out after the show came out, the guy's son's like, Nope, my dad actually lived pretty long after the war. Um, He made it out of there in one, well, not in one piece, but he he made it out of there.
0: Oh yeah. Now the one guy, uh, Bly, the guy, the kid that goes blind and then he can see again, like he lingered on for years and years, but he was never, I mean, he never came out of a hospital, but he, they act like he died, like, there. On the battlefield. But, yeah, great show. You got to try watching Band of Brothers again, Russ. It's good stuff, man. Sp- I mean, Speaking uh, of battlefield,
2: do you guys see that scene in Wake?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The one where uh, Filipowski, uh, you talk about your boy uh, Flip, when he fell on the ground, stuck his ass up in the air? Like the French when the
2: Nazis came rolling in? Yeah, I jumped jumped in his path, and then he had a bunch of other guys push him in the back. Let's 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 be honest. Like this is what happens when you let John Curry run an athletic department. These types of shenanigans occur.
1: It's not like him to be unprepared for a moment and allow something to spiral out of control.
2: <laughs> and
1: I, I don't think court storming should be banned.
2: Um, I like Steve Forbes. He had some comments on it. I will say the ACC is the one conference where. You don't get fined if you storm the court, which, you know, for a while is, it's been cool in components, but you got to make sure you protect the players. The, the one thing I thought was, was really interesting is it's a bad look for Wake Forest when you storm the court and you are the team that's favored. I think that kind of goes back to like when, it, that's like me getting on my, uh, getting up on the uh, porch in the rocking chair. Like when Rick Barnes says, don't chant overrated at the team
1: that your team just beat.
2: Cause then you're just basically saying your team sucks.
1: Here's my problem with all this is we had a situation <laughs> last or uh, two years ago where an Alabama football player was caught on tape, violently punching a female student who posed absolutely no threat. Nothing happened to him. It wasn't really even a big story outside of Knoxville, but Caitlin Clark or a Duke player, gets into a, a a little bit of a scuffle. And all of a sudden, it's like this huge national media. I mean, Seth Davis today, if anybody saw him at halftime of the Kentucky game, the amount of pearl clutching. I mean, my God. I thought he Talking about like, uh, you know... A Duke guy gets hurt in one of these situations, and they they want to, like, pause the entire season and have an assessment. We've got to have a national conversation. It's just like, get the fuck out of here, man. So, yes, it's <laughs> court storming, field storming. Somebody might get hurt. It's a little bit dangerous, but it's a great thing to do. 99% of the time, it's completely harmless. Like, I'm just sick of this country. Like, one person gets hurt, and we have to... Ban the entire activity, man. The pussification of America. Philipowski is fine. He's not hurt. He's not sprained his ankle. He'll be playing in the next game. Just stop, man. He was acting. He was acting. He was acting. He let's let's, turn
0: let's his play this out. Ankle. Let's
2: let's say this. Uh, let's say we go down to Alabama, and they end up knocking us off. And as they storm the court. Dalton connects his ankle, isn't able to play in the SEC tournament, isn't able to play in the NCAA tournament. Is your take going to be the same?
1: I mean, I I I believe what Bear said. I, I think your guy's soft, David. This is not an anti-Duke take. I think it's a societal thing. It's a look at me thing. It's a oh poor me, we lost the game. And so now I'm gonna pretend like I'm hurt a little bit and we're gonna take the and it really just does a disservice to Steve Forbes and his Wake Forest team, and what was a huge win for them. Oh, I think your guy's full of shit. Fuck him.
0: He's prime pussy. Jonas Adu proved that a couple of years ago.
2: I don't think or, he's
1: missed a game in play last, last year play yet. It's a good question. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. You'll be fine. I, I think you'll be fine. I, be I'm fine. simply
2: posing the question. I said at the beginning of this, I don't think court storming should be banned, but I like. Eventually, we're going to get in a situation where I mean, somebody like. There is a a if they can't get the opposing team off of the court, there is going to be like a brutal beating eventually of like seven fans on one player. Like it's what? Yeah, like eventually. I mean, what are you, what like that's gonna are you talking about?
0: Assault
1: somebody? What are you talking about, man? Nobody's going to do that.
2: Have you been
0: booking Seth Davis on your show down there in Nashville? You get a faint
1: There's couch. going to be a brutal assault, seven fans on one player. Oh, Eventually, God, we'll Russell? get something
2: like that. There's going to be some scenario where it's going to go the extra mile.
1: Russell, I'm feeling faint. I'm feeling <laughs> faint.
2: <He's laughs>
1: oh, no. Make sure you're laying on the couch. <laughs> Somebody get him a glass of water.
0: I'll need another one. Davey and Seth Davis are all curled up on mine.
2: I've told you, I don't, I, I listen, I, I've told you, I don't think they should ban the court storming.
1: How, how long before one of these uh, uh, Dukies in a bow tie gets on TV talking about we need to ban fans. No more fans at the game. We just have to ban. Or if, if it looks like Duke is going to lose, we should stop the game with a minute or two left and, and empty the arena. It has to be done. We can't allow these poor players. They might be violently gang assaulted by multiple raving wake forest fans the team deacons oh my god the humanity
0: gtfo davy i'm
2: not saying it's going to happen to a team i care about i'm just saying eventually we're going to have some situation where things get out of hand it's how if it always is a
1: couple of nerdy wake kids or tennessee fans you guys or are using
2: this one example no i'm not going to let you sit yeah, well, here and say well, like, I'm, I'm talking about this one eventually something will happen that's the okay, all you, you know what happens yeah. if a
1: bunch of drunken Alabama frat boys storm the court and start trying to beat uh, Dalton Connect? He will whoop all of their asses, and then we will have ten gargantuan of uh, you know our our pituitary disorder athletes go over there and beat the living shit out of all the fans. Yes, we have thirteen scholarship athletes; they can clear out the entire Coleman Coliseum. I mean, and all, then the all conversation all is going to be, can, how
2: long do we suspend
1: these
0: players? I, I mean, every one of them, Davey, can bench press a fucking Buick. I mean, what do you think is going to happen if a Walker – uh, you know, there's going to be 10 people, 10 regular college students are going to grab on to uh, – Do these things always – a Walker, one of these guys. I mean I remember
1: are, um, when I was in college, I can't remember what game it was. It was a Florida game or a Kentucky game we won, and we stormed the court – and I ran out there and kind of like high five slash hand shook Ron Slay. And like, I'm, I'm a big guy, right? Uh, bear, like I'm, yeah, you're six, three, six, four, long arms and everything. And I just remember like the feeling of his fingers, like as we shook hands, like halfway up my forearm, it felt like I was just like in awe, the sheer size of this man's hand. And, uh, like, yeah, I mean he could have beaten me and all my friends up if okay. we had. Yeah. Let's
2: let, let's take another player. Let's let's take somebody, let's say a guard that's five foot eight, not very big.
0: Uh,
1: Ziegler? Guy Ziegler.
0: <laughs> Ziegler. Ziegler's most
2: dangerous motherfucker <laughs> in the building, dude. You still ain't gonna you get 20 people on you. It's just physics at a certain point.
0: It's ain't like be 20 people on damn Zakai
2: Ziegler. I'm using like these those... as an example. I'm not saying this is gonna happen this year, next year. Eventually, if nothing is done. Again, and I don't want court storming banned. You need to find a way to make sure players actually can get off though, before a mad rush happens.
1: Durham Dave, Dave, wow. haven't you ever seen a old like nineteen seventies Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee movie where like Bruce Lee walks into the bar and there's like thirty ninjas there, and he spends twenty minutes like kicking all their asses, but there's like one guy in the corner, and he's always like five foot six. And he just stands there with his arms crossed across his chest, waiting for Jackie Chan to clear out the bar so that they could fight. And that dude's always the baddest dude in the room. That's the Kai Ziegler. That's the, that's the guy you don't want to mess with. I, I would fight Adu before I'd fight Ziegler. I don't know about that. Get my ass whipped either way, but I mean, I—I <laughs> I mean, do would Ziegler's be a got long dog in them. A- do would be a long distance ass here, whipping. I mean, here, like you're getting your ass kicked no matter what. But Ziegler's going to be telling you about it as it's happening. Like, uh, I guess you're right, Richard really? Pryor. A- I don't A-Doo's mind anybody kicking a- my ass, but don't be hollering at me while you're doing it. I just could not
0: imagine getting knocked out like six and a half feet away from somebody set dude just swinging one of those arms I don't know they're college they're premier college athletes I, I don't I think what would be more likely Davey would be uh in in your scenario here if if a student athlete was beating the shit out of like three college students that's a lot more likely to happen
1: and a bunch of damn, you know, a 10 on, you know, which I'm here for, by the way, if, if you run on the court and you say the wrong thing to the wrong dude, you might get your ass beat. Dr. Rick, jump in here.
9: Hey, guys, we've been playing basketball since 1891. That's 133 fucking years. And Davey's scared about the guy Ziggler getting gang attacked by 20 <laughs> people. Come on.
2: Um, um, Davey's worried about flip. Hey, using was, a hypothetical situation as we're having a conversation that's going to be the the major part of what the the entire country's
9: talking about this coming week i got it and if there's a player that's going to get a rule change it's going to be a duke player we all know that um listen as a fan and that they, i'm here in houston and uh i went down for that texas a&m game a few weeks ago and uh that place was rocking i mean props to them i mean they were loud they were proud and they 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 beat the crap out of us but shout out to uh Our Tennessee fans, that student section tonight, I love that NIT chant there at the end of the game um, after they were chanting overrated at us there in College Station. I mean, is there a more infuriating chant to hear as an opposing fan than sitting in somebody's arena or stadium and hearing overrated chanted at your team? No, I, I'm glad uh, Rick Barnes hasn't had
1: to encounter that. I mean it really pisses Rick Barnes off the overrated chant. I mean, things that pissed Rick Barnes off, the devil not boxing out on a free throw, <laughs> and the overrated chant.
9: It's a he tough hates- one. hey, guys, i will leave you with this. i'm uh, I know you guys are are huge stewards of sports, and so I'll give you a little bit of history on the Aggies uh, since I'm surrounded by them generally good people they're really good fans if you ever get a chance to go for football basketball they'll treat you well you don't have to worry about that but uh the the uh, student corps of cadets uh they call those guys the gatekeepers of aggie land traditions and they've been around for like 150 years used to be mandatory if you went to school at a&m you had to join uh, the student corps of cadets they stopped that in the mid 60s, I believe, um, to where it became a voluntary program. But outside of the uh, military schools, uh, that is the largest uh, uniformed student body in the country. And they put more officers into the military uh, than any other schools outside of those military institutions. So that's a little bit of AggieLand knowledge for you guys. You guys have a good night.
1: Dr. Rick? Dropping knowledge on us this evening. Yeah, somebody
0: uh somebody replied back to the the uh, the spaces tweet. They say the AM stands for agriculture and military. I thought we thought it was agriculture and mechanical. It's an engineering school. But I mean I just you know, thought it was
2: because they had an ATM on the side, like Johnny Manziel. you know. Show me the money. God, did you see his uh
0: clips is. his interview <laughs> how'd you lose steady 40 pounds cocaine. how'd you lose 40 pounds Johnny cocaine's a hell of a drug it's a steady diet of cocaine
1: I didn't even know it the kids were right still doing cocaine he's talking how'd about you... he's
2: got LeBron James texting him hey man come over come hang out and he's like I really don't want
9: to I was like
0: I'm just gonna stay home and do drugs that was pretty cool. As much shit as I give LeBron, he did try and help the guy
1: out. Yeah, what's let's up, Try guys? connect with Star Child again. What's up, Star Child? Can you hear me? Got gotcha. you.
10: Oh, let's go. Sorry, I don't let's know what I, I don't know how I missed it the first time. But... Um, yeah, real, I, I'll be really short because I'm I'm about done working out, but I wanted to just hop in here and share my frustration towards that fat old head, sharply dressed center court having pussy. Whatever his, I don't, even, I don't even remember his name. I'm, I'm so mad. I don't even know his name. What's the Buzz name? Williams. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Buzz.
2: Hey, be careful. Houston might still be in here. Don't say anything mean. Oh, that's oh,
10: right. You, yeah, you can cry me a river. Um, no, it's <laughs> it's uh, uh, it, it is so sweet. You're talking about how sweet it is to see us be. What was it? Eighty. What was it? Eighty four. Eighty three to. Sixty? What
1: What was it? I forgot I looked at this final score. 84. Oh, it was like uh, 84 to 50. So I mean, We beat them by 30, didn't we? Yeah. 86-51? Yeah, uh, Is that
0: right? 86-51, right? I'm trying to get this to load.
10: A lot Eighty-six fifty-one. 86-51,
0: of... yeah. It was 86-51. Yeah, that's a 35-point beatdown. Yes, sir. I've fully forgiven the boys and Barnes and the water, everybody including the water boys for what went down two weeks ago.
10: Yes. Yes. That, but, but tonight needed to happen. That that needed to happen. If that didn't happen versus freaking an average team like Texas A&M, who somehow after getting their butt embarrassed by Vandy comes in here and shoots out of their mind, you know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, they, they did miss a lot of threes, but anyway, uh, yeah, I just want to move on from ever Texas and him ever again. I don't want to think about the uh, monstrosity of that. I, I just can't stand the guy. You're gonna come on the court in a three piece suit, dude. You are too much, dude. Your team is 19 and 12. You need to be quiet or whatever. Anyway, but yeah, that, real quick though, uh, I do feel confident about our uh, offense for baseball. Um, (coughs) um, I feel like it's not going to be as explosive as 22. I feel like that's going to be hard to beat. Um, But how about how do you guys feel about the offense?
1: Yeah, I mean, I doubt it's going to be as good as as 22, but we got some pieces there and, It's interesting, right? Because there, I think a lot of Tennessee baseball fans, first of all, we haven't been following this long. It's like our third or fourth year that we've been really into it like this, where we're talking about it. And most of the time, like, I think a lot of people kind of jump on midway through the season. And so, like, we're still getting used to covering it in the beginning of the season. And so... We're in this period right now where Vitello is mixing and matching and experimenting and trying to find that, you know, what's the lineup? Who hits where? Who's my leadoff hitter? Who's my cleanup hitter? Who's in the nine hole? Like all that stuff. And it's different every day right now. And I think eventually here, by the time we get to conference play, it's kind of going (laughs) to settle in and start to define some roles. So, yeah, I think they got some weapons in there, but it's just trying to piece it all together and and figure everything out. But, um, I think they're going to be stronger offensively and defensively than they were last year. Don't know that the pitching is going to be quite as good, but we'll see. Um, yeah, but it's fun, man. We got a really talented squad. Do you guys realize
0: how good a day we had athletically as a university today? We won, uh, Baseball, baseball. one softball. Yes. Obviously, smashed AM And basketball. Yep. Broke multiple school records in track and swimming. Won two gold medals at the SEC championships. Multiple SEC championships in swimming, and like a handful
1: of silver, um, you know, silver medals in swimming. <laughs> Don't forget, we tore down the NCAA's kingdom yesterday. Like yeah, nothing. It's, it's, been history, a, it's, it's been a hell of a week in here on Rocky Top. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spring practice starts three weeks from Monday,
0: boys. Yeah, Mona McSherry, SEC champion, and the... What? Miss Mona Mac, Mona Mac, <laughs> and Brooklyn Doe <Dorite.
1: laughs> Wow. Big fan. Big uh, fan.
10: Big hey, hey, stuff,
1: Star Child. Appreciate you, man. Anything else?
10: Yeah, bear, real quick. So I, I hear some frustration in your voice when you talk about our, our first baseman. I, I'm right there with you because this guy has unlimited power. This guy can hit Oppo, pull power's awesome. He has the tools, right? Is it in my opinion, it looks like a he's kinda in his head coughing this thing, which I don't know why. Just from seeing him at, at bats, he got the the half swing he does, where he kind of finishes with one arm, and he's like, "Which I know he could finish with one arm and it go four hundred feet." But you know what, what what's your what's your two cents on on uh, our first baseman?
0: Uh, I'm. He just needs to. He just needs to go up and, and just hit the ball, and and uh, that that's what I've thought for a long time. He just got up in his head last year, and it. Some guys do that, you'll yeah. see it, yeah. So, but he had a really good weekend this weekend, and there's no reason not to expect him. Uh, it's sitting last year, nope. So I fully expect him to have a solid year,
10: yeah. He'll hit up, he'll heat up. Hey, I, I appreciate you guys every, every, uh, every voluntary action. Appreciate you guys letting me hop in here and vent when I need to and uh, listen to y'all talk. You, you guys do an awesome job, appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Star child. appreciate it, yeah. I mean, uh. Blake Burke has eight hits and 28 at-bats this year. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Four doubles, a homer. Yeah. He's hitting uh, .286, .333 on base percentage. I mean, I I think he can do better than that, but he's not in the same slump that he was in last season during conference play. That's not what we've seen the first seven games. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic there. All right, let's see, uh, try and bang through some of these. Joshy boy is next. Get in here. Joshy boy. Joshy boy. You there. Oh, what up, fella? Hey, There he is. What's up, Joshy boy.
11: How about those balls? And, uh, can I get a smash from there smashing Texas A&M? <laughs> Spashed. So, uh, did you guys know Jonas Adu after tonight, he has eight double-doubles this season. What do you guys think about his performance tonight?
2: I just continue to be impressed with his ability and touch around the rim. You know, yeah. we, he's always been a big guy, but his ability to finish some of those shots now, especially just being able to get it over the defender and he's really coming into his own solid rim protector. He's, he's the guy you need to, to, to be the difference maker. I mean, a couple of years ago, I hate bringing it up, but it's like, a good example is not having Kyle Alexander against Loyola Chicago was a big impact.
6: Like not having,
2: yeah, not having Jonas a doing games. Like that's going to be a big impact. You need that presence there at the five
11: spot. Guys, uh, I don't know what I love more about Adu, his uh, rim protecting or uh, his rebound. But uh, I'd say his uh, rim protecting does it for me. And uh, what do you guys think about uh, Connect going off tonight against Texas A&M? And I just loved every second of it. It's a Dalton Kinect's world, and we're just living in it.
0: I thought about it tonight, man. We've got four more regular season games. And then, you know, after that, we're only guaranteed two more games.
11: So, very true, Bear.
2: I think after tonight, he's officially averaging 20 on the season.
1: So. Let's go ahead and miss, play. Hurt? Let's, What's try- Let's play 13 games. We're on a four game win streak. It's when thirteen more close this season out on a seventeen game win streak with an SEC championship, an SEC tournament championship, and a national championship. They would call that the treble across the pond, Bear. That they would, sir.
11: So uh can we all agree if we go three and one in our final four games? We're definitely getting a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. No. No. It's it's, It's not a guarantee if we go 4-0. Yeah. We've seen uh, how bad this NCAA committee is. After we won the SEC tournament a few years ago, they wrong seeded us then.
2: I, I don't necessarily look at this one josh boy though is a ncaa tournament's like out to get us or they're going to do a bad job it's just
11: no I mean, i'm not saying that David. yeah you,
2: you still just got yeah. several teams in front of you though that overall like i think they have an easier schedule they'll probably win like arizona should win the pac-12 and so it's like i kind of look at it as tennessee and arizona are battling for that final one seed and if, if tennessee just has a slip up and Arizona is able to take care of business like they should because they don't have that difficult of a stretch. They're going to be a they're going to be a conference champion uh, for the regular season and the tournament. And I just think they would get the the nod as a, a one seed for accomplishing that.
0: Right. That Josh. Yeah. We lost to two of the teams that are in front of us that were vying for number one seeds. Very
2: true.
11: Do we so. have a better
2: uh, strength of schedule than Arizona? Yes, just simply because the Pac-12 doesn't have a whole lot going for them. But Arizona did a good job in non-conference play. Now they've they've slipped a little bit, but they're still like it's right on that fringe. And I would just say watching how things are going to play out, you would have to think Arizona is going to do better just simply based off who they have coming up compared to the gauntlet that Tennessee is about to face.
11: Yeah. Russ, uh, I told you on our halftime chat, uh, I hammered the Vols tonight.
1: I'm just—I uh, was just communicating with a friend yeah. who asked me before the game if I like the Vols tonight. I responded I do, to which he had just started a new job. He responded that he was betting his entire first week's paycheck on the Vols tonight. Oh no! Nah. I felt like might have been a bit risky, but yeah. he got it. My parlay hit today. It was a profitable day, Joshy boy.
11: I also hit a parlay today, and I'm uh, 7-0 on uh, my college basketball card today. Woo-hoo. So, uh, out the door, I'm going to give my 7-0 and card to Rick Barnes, and he gets his 800 wins. He's going to take my 7-0 and card, turn that thumb bit sideways, and stick it straight up, Buzz Williams candy ass. See ya. <laughs>
0: Apparently, Buzz is in rare form with the uh, after
1: the game. Oh dear! According yeah, it, to uh, it was a rather brief handshake with Rick Barnes after the game. There,
0: according to Tucker, he, he repeatedly, I guess, reminded uh, the way Tucker said it. The Tennessee beat guys they needed to congratulate Coach Barnes on his 800th win. I guess about a half a half a uh, just a half a nut bag, isn't he? <laughs>
1: what a strange dude he's a strange strange little man that's got it's got to be trying man because they were today he was lunardi's last team in yeah and i don't know how much losing to tennessee and knoxville hurts but their record i mean it's slipping away from them well
2: they've lost four in a row right yeah
1: they've got a losing record in conference play don't they yeah
2: I think they were six and seven coming into tonight.
1: Bit of a tailspin here, buzzy boy. Bit I, don't know, what I, I mean, don't know what their last four are.
2: Well, let's look at it like this. It's, it's really surprising. And I think Jimmy discussed it on the call. But, you know, you look at the preseason ranks as far as like what teams brought back last year. And A&M and Arkansas were both two teams that were projected to finish in the top three of the league. And neither one of them are looking like they're making the tournament at this point.
0: No. Who else is in from the SEC right now? I mean, you got –
2: I say you'll get eight, potentially nine. Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina, Auburn, Florida, Kentucky. Mississippi State should be in. I think Ole Miss will get in. That's one I'm – they got a losing record in conference, but they didn't really play anybody
1: outside of conference. So – Davis, um, uh, Davy Davis, Davy, what was your, um, and the Outkit crew's legal analysis of Tennessee winning the injunction yesterday? Oh, well, we actually had, um, Attorney General, uh, Jonathan Scrametti
2: from Tennessee and, uh, Virginia Attorney General, um, Jason Meares come on the show yesterday after it happened. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's one of those things to where we stood by, I, can't see the NCAA looking to really think they have much of a chance if they lost this injunction. I want to say Tom Mars, the um, you know the attorney that's has been involved in a lot of stuff. He he represents Spire Sports currently. I think he put out a tweet saying that right now there's like a 16 percent chance that the NCAA would have if if this thing were to go all the way um, in, in, to trial. I, I just I, I don't see that happening. I can't see them winning. We just knew when the NCAA was picking this fight, it just it, it did not seem like the smart play. It seemed like they were out of touch with what was actually going on in the world of college athletics. And and legally, you know, we've seen kind of how these antitrust claims have, have continued to pile up. Um, it's one of those things now to where states can kind of just be adjoined into the current situation with Tennessee and Virginia. Uh, to put it in the layman's terms. And I just look at it from, I, I can't see where the NCAA goes and thinks, yeah, we have a shot to where this is something we need to fight.
0: Yeah. I think the, what Tom Marshall out of in cases like this, where they, the injunction has been granted to a plaintiff only 16% of the time have uh, defendants, you know, success been successful in their appeal of the injunction or just flat out lose the case outright.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I truly believe the NCAA's ability as an enforcement agency is, is over unless they radically shift kind of how they want to go about it. And again, like, I mean, the NCAA itself is made up of the, the member institutions, but how they've just structured it. It's, it's not a, I don't, it's not a system that I, I view as a, as a winning one and in, in how just people view yeah. The world in which college athletics operates. I, I guess I was thinking about it last night. I was like, if I were them,
0: why would you just not call the university presidents, all the people in your membership, and just let them know, hey, we are out of the enforcement business. We're going to oversee the academic part of it. We're, we're out of, you know, we're out of business of investigating. You guys police yourselves. We'll organize the tournaments, uh, the championship events. And do the academic part of it. Have at it.
2: Yeah. And I, I haven't read all of the conference constitutions. Like, I mean, I've, I've looked at the SEC constitution, the SEC bylaws. I kind of just view it as one of those situations where a lot of this stuff is going to be more or less handled on the conference level. And that's why you're ultimately going to see some of the major players break away because we already know where the power is at for. Yeah. Big Ten uh, and SEC. And you know, um, Greg Sankey, Tony Petiti, it, it's one of those things where they're they're garnering all the power. We're about to see the ACC go down eventually. It's it's more of a matter of time. It's not an if, but a when. And yeah, I, I I need to do some more digging on the Florida State stuff. But some of the allegations that are currently going around for for them and uh, the ACC, and uh, it's it, it's going to be an, an eventful story to keep an eye on. I just. I've been at it from the beginning and it's one of those things too, where I've always said, you know, sometimes change is inevitable. So you might as well just go ahead and embrace it because you're not going to be able to fight it. I, I'm ready for the NFL style of, of college football. I, I, I want it to be to where you can have somewhat of a system to, to where we know we have the main players. You got uh, the
0: 16 best team, the teams that belong in the playoffs are in the playoffs. Nobody's, Yes. We aren't having this deal where we're having these arguments, you know, at the end of the season. I agree with you.
2: I, I'm fine with the 14 team. I know a lot of people were, were kind of complaining about that. I, I wouldn't want to go more than that. I mean, but if you look at it right now, 14 teams is what makes the NFL playoffs. I get that there's more teams uh, vying for it at the end of the day, but we noticed. Do you guys know how many current or current college coaches have an Astro Championship? Just to show you, like, where the state of the game is. It's two, isn't it? It's three. I was actually, I I said two initially, Bear, and then I forgot that Mac Brown is at North Carolina.
0: Yeah. Well, I was thinking Dabo and Kirby, and then I'd forgotten about Mac. Yeah, that that one came all the way back in
2: 2005. But just to show you, it's not like you've got just, you know, a a different team every year. We we know where this is at, and so continuing to have some of these other teams feel like they're a part of a conversation where they're not a power player, it's not going to make much of a difference at the end of the day. And, and we're starting starting to lean more towards that. And I get that football drives all this stuff. I, I just, I, I don't think anybody's disagreeing with me on, I wish we would have a set of rules that are, you know, guiding football in a different light than we do these other sports, because I'm not a big fan of, like we were talking about it at the beginning of the show. It's like, we're watching UCLA and uh, USC play basketball. And we're like, yep, this is Big Ten Big Ten basketball right here. It's I, I hate that we're we're getting away from that. I mean, I, I still want those big power players to be there, but it, as far as just the entire country being at play, there there does need to be some regionality. I know a lot of people love the passion and and where the sport grew from to keeping some of that, but at the, at the end of the day, I mean, it's just money's all that's really going to matter for this sport. Yeah, but I wish there was
0: somebody that could just just split football up. What I worry about my big fear is that because of football and the need to get major college football split off from the other college sports is I just worry they're going to screw up basketball and specifically the tournament.
9: Yeah. It's, I, I really, it's I've the greatest
0: done, event in all of sports.
2: I, I've not done too much digging as far as like how that could eventually get ruined based off of the recent events, as far as uh, the pre- preliminary injunction being granted. I, I don't think we're at least at a spot to where people are looking to alter that situation. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there might be one or two people behind closed doors. And again, like the, these things, people are always kind of looking ahead and it's it, it's never just, a oh, this happens at the snap of a snap of a finger. It, it's been something that's been developing for a while. I, I do think I, I ultimately think, though, like this, this will be a good change for football and how we're doing this.
0: Oh yeah, I mean they've they've got to, they they just do.
2: But it's it's going to be interesting to watch them. I and if you're a Tennessee fan, now's now's the opportunity. You got to feel good. You got a a great collective in place. This shows you, and, and that's that's the other thing too. If and I think you guys have talked about this, but it brought it up with like Tom Mars and Inspire Sports. But before all this happened in the NCAA pretty much said, hey, we're going to start this investigation, this most recent one. They went to the University of Tennessee and essentially said, hey, we want you to separate from Spire Sports. And if you would have done that, then I mean, I'm curious to see if they even go any further. But of course, the university is like, no, we're not doing that. There's no reason for us to do that. And if you go down the path we think you're going to, we're going to put forward these steps that we have seen laid out one, two, three, four, and it's going to get us to what we saw happen ultimately on Friday. And, you know, these collectives, they have a ton of power. And whether that's a good or a bad thing, it's, I mean, we'll have it play itself out. I, I ultimately think it's it's a good thing, you know, letting these players be able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness and having somebody kind of set that up. But there's also going to be some, some growing pains along with it. But Tennessee's in a good spot. There's some other programs that are not in a good spot. Uh, primarily, I'll say this: like I, I think Alabama, like they're not going to fall off the face of the earth, but they don't. They don't have an NIL program that's set up like you've seen some of these other schools that have really been raking in the dough to then go out and pay for these players. They've ridden, or they've they've had they the mentality of we have Nick Saban. We are fine. We're going to be able to continue going. And that, that's the biggest fault that Alabama fans have had, is thinking that it's Alabama, the brand, that's so strong and not realizing that Nick
1: Saban is the reason your brand is what it is currently.
6: And Calen DeBoer a good
1: coach. remember the Alabama brand before Nick Saban got there. It wasn't very good.
2: And, and their fans are going to have to learn this. I mean, and, and that's the thing. It's
1: like it goes back to,
2: you know, Kirby's won multiple national championships at Georgia. Dabo's won multiple at Clemson. Now Dabo's days are, are like his best days are by far gone. He's not been able to adapt to the transfer portal, the NIL world, and it doesn't look like he wants to. And, and Clemson, ultimately they're never going to win another national championship as long as Dabo's at the helm uh, because of that. So it's a situation to where Caleb board, he's going to do all right. They're going to go eight and four and I never see the wheels completely falling off, but if they don't get their NIL program, fixed real quick it is going to be a rough couple of years to come for what the expectation is
1: for these tide fans let's get roberto in here what's up roberto there was an error adding roberto as a guest please try again okay let's get roberto in here what's up roberto there was an error adding at the Roberto UT Vol as a guest. Please try again. Third time's the charm. Let's get Roberto Vall in here. What's up, Roberto? Roberto, it is not letting me add you, brother. I don't know why, but I will try again. Why don't you unrequest and then request again? <laughs> I tried to add him. There was an arrow adding up at Roberta. Please try again. Let's get I believe this is Michaela. In here next, Michaela, are you there? Yeah. That How's was it a going? great
7: that was a great game. What do you think we need to do to be Auburn?
1: Great question. Um play like we did tonight. I mean, here's the thing, it's like when we are on our game and hitting on all cylinders and, you know, Ziegler, Adu, and Connect are doing their thing. And then Vescovy and Triple J are just sort of playing their roles. There aren't many teams that can handle us. There aren't many teams that can hang with us in the country except for, you know, Purdue, UConn, and, uh, um, you know, the, the top teams in college basketball. And I, I just – Auburn's good. I don't think they are – I'm not in love with them the way the analytics are. So I, I think it's more about Tennessee making sure we're we're just into it and, and up for it and fired up to play the game and all that stuff. And if we are, I think we win Wednesday. Yeah. What do you think? Is this the year Rick Barnes goes all the way?
12: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I ain't hear much so, okay. enthusiasm in that in that yeah, Michaela. I need a little bit more out of you on that one.
9: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's
0: like Jerry Lundegaard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you
1: want me to do a darn lock count? Okay, I'll do a lock count.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna need that by Monday. Yeah. Uh,
1: anything else, Michaela? No. No. All right. Thank you. You have a one wonder... Michaela, are you smashed? <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, what are we, what are we drinking on tonight, Michaela?
7: Dr. Pepper.
1: Dr. Pepper. Okay. Yeah. That all? Yeah. All right. Are you okay? Do we need to call somebody for you? All right, Michaela, you hang in there, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Michaela. Seemed like a nice
2: young lady, just not a lot of confidence in the yes. Yeah. I guess she just wanted yeah. to answer about. Um, I
1: asked her if she thought this was the year Rick Barnes takes it all the way, and it's like she was suddenly staring into the void. Into Tennessee the abyss. Basketball I- fandom.
2: I mean, in yeah. fairness, it is getting close to that time of year.
1: Yeah, she could not conjure more than a word or two at that point. Dave, you
0: ever been to a game at UCLA?
2: No, I've I've never been to Los Angeles. Huh.
0: Thought you being a well-traveled Duke fan, you might have caught a game out there.
2: Never been to California. Uh, Vegas is the farthest west I've been. I'd like to go
1: check out the Pacific Northwest at some point, though. I think that'd be a good trip. Here, it's mighty fine country out there. Just got to be careful to uh, dodge the poop in the streets.
2: I mean, I'm not looking to go to, like, downtown San Francisco or
1: Portland or whatever. but Lots of poop in the streets. They got a big problem. Uh, People just dropping trout and pinching one off right there in the middle of the road.
2: Don't they have an app that tracks that?
1: Wouldn't surprise me they've got an app for everything else. That's pretty California right there. It's like, you know, we have a real problem with people shitting on the sidewalks, in the streets, just out in public. We have a fecal problem in our state. You know, we could try to address the problem, see why people are crapping in public and get them to stop. Or we could ask the boys down in Silicon Valley to come up with an app. So that we know where said shit is. And we can just avoid it. McClure says parts of it are pretty wild in
0: Los Angeles. He said you just be driving. And he said, suddenly you'll make a wrong turn. And you're in a, looks like you're in a third world country.
2: He been down Skid Row yet?
0: He says he he knows where all of it is now. He, stayed, he said, you just stay the hell away from it. So he said, it doesn't smell good.
1: I can imagine. All the poop everywhere. Travis the Negaval, wow, is next. What's up, Trav? All right, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just sipping from the keg of glory, talking about poop.
13: Absolutely. Well, I've got something to add to that, but it, uh totally off subject. I just went to Albuquerque for work, and there's absolute shit all over the place out there. Some might say it's a real shit hole.
1: I mean, it didn't look like the most inviting place when I was watching Breaking Bad. That's exactly what it looks, like, what the it looks like. place
13: I'd like to visit. But we did go take in a Lobos game while we were out there. and I'm to the not, pit? Went to the pit, and it was pretty cool. But I'll say this. If somebody was going to get killed at a court storm, and it could sure enough happen there because there's some rough characters. That's a rough part of town. Like, I don't know, $15 did, tickets. Wait, did and, it?
2: Was it New Mexico or New Mexico State where one of their players was involved in a murder recently?
0: I think it involved both schools, didn't it?
1: <laughs> they <laughs> they drove from one school to the other to commit the murder.
13: Yeah, that place is, t- I mean, it's really, really bad. Like an athlete, right, Davey? It's a basketball player. Yeah. yeah. But the pit was cool.
1: Uh, the, but yeah, uh, just, uh, so Jim Balvano, when he, he won the national championship there, he said he was going to name his firstborn son Al B. Kirby.
13: Hmm, well, it's Alba crazy. I saw that on a couple of t-shirts out there and it's fitting, but, uh, Hey, back about Texas A&M. Uh, you think all those damn Hitler youth dressed kids go to Applebee's on veterans day and get them a free meal. <laughs>
7: That's a Thank you for
13: your, I mean, I spent four years in the air force <laughs> when I got out of high school and them some bitches are in a uniform more than I was. <laughs> <laughs> They're going get thanked for their future service. I mean, I I don't see any
1: of those guys rushing up to volunteer to go serve on the front lines in
13: the Ukraine or Israel. No, it's goofy as hell. I don't know. But, uh, hey, real quick, I'll get out here and let somebody else get in. Do you think the NCAA will try to hose us over this lawsuit when it comes time for selection? No. No. No.
1: Okay. I mean, the people that are on the selection committee are generally not NCAA employees. And the people that are on, you know, work in the enforcement department don't have anything to do with the tournament. So that I, I just can't see. I
0: mean, they, you know, they take it damn near as serious as the baseball writers take the Hall of Fame voting that they would. I just couldn't see that happening. We're talking about a Rick Barnes basketball program. Well, yeah.
13: I don't know. I guess I got my full hat on. Hey, I'll get out of here. Let's, uh, let's whoop Christopher's ass Tuesday night. Y'all have a good one. Hey, so I, uh, I, I pulled
2: it up and it was a former New Mexico State player. His name was, uh, Mike Peak. Um, he was charged with the murder of a, um, I, I guess of a New Mexico student where he traveled to the rival campus, but they ultimately determined he acted in self-defense. So he ultimately, um, They decided not to charge him at the end of the day. But still, you were involved in something where. Yeah. Another student at the University of Mexico ended up dying. Dying. Yeah. Like where I wonder, had you not
0: gone to that campus, would you have had to have killed him to defend yourself? I mean, I don't know. You're in my, college, gang, my gang attack and...
2: scenario is not looking so crazy now.
0: You catching a lot of heat over
2: your Nate Oates thing? You damn sure bet your ass I did.
1: <laughs> I still don't think I said anything wrong. Speaking of Nate Oates, TJ the Kentucky fan is next. He too drinks from the keg of glory this evening. This is a schizophrenic basketball team ran Alabama out of corrupt arena today. What's up, TJ?
7: Man, that's so frustrating, ain't it? One game, we are literally the deaf and the blind, and then the next game, it's like we're the Lakers of old. I don't get it, man. It's That's why I don't think we're going to put six wins together in a row. I mean, one game, we're you know scoring 117 points. And the next game, we're losing on a – UNCW, uh, whoever they are. But anyways. I mean, hey, he still did didn't you... play defense today, in fairness. Yeah, if it weren't for those 17 free throws that Alabama got in the last four minutes, it would have been like 117 to 70-something. Um, hey, I bet
1: your boy Cal showed up for his post-game press conference today, huh? Uh,
7: don't get get me started Funny on Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, did you guys see John Shire's face when he was trying to hold Flopakowski? Making sure his star players are right? <laughs> back in
11: there. I
7: like it looked like his dog just died. Like he he his face was just you know. And the thing is, coach is
2: fine for his players. TJ, thing, it's what you should want every coach to do for their guys.
7: And the thing is, is, here's the thing. You know, you mentioned storm or court storming and all that stuff. If you go back and look at the 2012 Indiana Kentucky game, the Watford shot. Darius Miller is literally on the bottom of the dog pile of the Indiana players. He literally got trampled on, and he was perfectly fine. I tell you one thing: Flopikowski couldn't play for no Texas Western back in the day. Do you think? Well, he he was white. So yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. Do you think he could? Like, I mean, come on. If you looked at when I first saw the video, I was like, man, that's bush league. I hope he's okay. I kept watching it. The dude literally has his arms up to his chest waiting to push somebody. TJ,
2: you're looking at this like the Sapruder film. Just watch it full speed. You see exactly (laughs) what happens.
1: Back and to the left. Back and to the left.
7: But anyways, um, Tennessee gets revenge on Texas A&M. I knew they would. Everybody should have known they would. Absolutely wrecked them got a question for you did you guys like because i couldn't see it on the tv um maybe they showed it i was just not paying attention did you guys see or like the checkered thompson i've i figured neiland would look better than a basketball arena but how did it look okay
1: you know what you bringing up is like it's the first i've even really thought of it i i just I I don't know. I didn't really pay much attention to it today. What did I you didn't get see them?
2: I didn't see them uh, span to a full court shot of it or like a, a, a pan out. But from what I've seen in the past, they've looked good. I don't have a reason to think it didn't. But but I mean, it wasn't a big deal as far as like anything I was hearing about.
7: So here's the thing: I didn't realize you guys played four top twenty teams your last four games. Um, I I've, I've been listening to you guys wanting to come out of that three and one. If you come out of that two and two or one and three, is that a complete failure or are you guys still okay? With Not as that? long
1: as we we beat you guys by like twenty, I'll be fine with that. No, because it, it, this is the deal, TJ. You know this. It it doesn't matter, man. Like. We, it's it's what happens in the Big Dance, that tournament. That's what's going to define. Like Tennessee could win these last four, win the SEC championship, go three and zero in Nashville, win the SEC tournament, and if we flop in the Sweet Sixteen, we don't make it past the Sweet Sixteen. Half this fan base is going to be pissed off at Rick Barnes talking about same old Tennessee, this, that, and the other. So. Like, it, it matters to me. I want to win a conference championship. I want to win the SEC tournament and everything. But even I'll be, uh, like, feeling some kind of way if we don't get past the Sweet 16 this year. So when you attain this level of success and you're top five in the country with two weeks to go and your team, you know, your fans are all jacked up about, it, like, we're, uh, yeah, the beating AM tonight is nice and we want to win all these other things, but this is just a tournament sport. And it's more so now than ever.
7: Yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, Getting back to football real quick on my way out. If anybody had any idea of Tennessee actually losing that case, they have no idea. Uh, The NCAA never put rules or regulations really into play on NIL. Let's be honest, every team and every coach has been recruiting with nil um and here's the thing i think it'll be good for the sport uh having you know i, I saw somewhere the other day they were talking about uh all these college players are going to put in for a union and they're good i don't think they'll do that but i do think that they're going to be professionals soon they're going to get paid uh, uh salaries maybe even off of their uh, scholarship hey look you maintain a 3.0 GPA, do this many hours, this, 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 you'll get paid this. I wouldn't have any problem with that because here's the thing. You're not asking a 17, 18, 19-year-old kid who's been at school all day, practice all day, oh, woke up at 4 a.m. for morning workouts, to now go to a job at 11 p.m. or 10 p.m., 9 p.m., work a few hours to get some lunch money, and then do it all over again the next day. I have no problem with these kids getting paid.
1: No, and they're gonna get paid, and it, it's all this is suddenly happening very fast. And I, I tell you what else is interesting, guys, is we got all these building projects, right? We're spending a hundred million dollars on our freaking baseball stadium, a sport that doesn't even really turn a profit. Uh, we got, we're in the midst of a three hundred million dollar renovation of Neyland Stadium, where does all this money come from? Thompson Bowling, like they want to do some stuff there to renovate Thompson Bowling and, and keep it up here. What's going to happen when the players demand, you know, 50% of this TV revenue, of the ticket revenue, of athletic department revenues? Um, I, I, that's going to be really interesting to watch how these these building projects are funded Are finished and what happens with the facilities arm race in the future once this big change occurs
2: i think it'll slow down i think it'll be a lot like the nfl where you see a lot of these uh, franchises don't necessarily invest a ton into their facilities they know that hey um the amount of money we're having to spend on salaries is where a lot of this is going to go so you know we'll do the bare minimum i know a lot of uh NFL players that say they had much better college facilities than they do whenever they got to the league. And I, I think you'll start to see that happen. Now, oh, Some programs will continue to have the money come in from, from different places. And that's why it's good to have great donor bases to pull cash from. But uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of programs really start to, to slip as it relates to the facilities.
7: Well, here's the thing. I don't care if, you know, Kentucky goes down the drain because they can't keep up money wise in football. As long as I get my college football video game back, I can win the national (laughs) championship every year, baby. Y'all have a go, man.
1: Thank you, TJ. I I mean, I'm glad that we're getting this ballpark done because, like, if if they had said, you know, a year or two ago, all right, 50% of all this TV ticket money goes to the players, we wouldn't be able to do it. it's like spending a hundred million dollars on a baseball stadium. Are you crazy? No way. Well, it's looking good, isn't it? Looks pretty good, man.
13: <laughs>
0: I can't wait till it's finished. So,
1: I was looking like I, I was halfway thinking about going over there tomorrow. I'm gonna look this up here real quick while we're.
0: But What's even, the weather supposed to be like?
1: Oh shit! I can't. I'm quarantined. Fuck. <laughs>
0: um, I Damn don't know. It's supposed to be cold. Let's see what's going on. Davy, how many times you had the Rona now?
2: Twice. I had it once in the like August of the first year, and that was by far um the weirdest cuz that was like back whenever I, I lost all smell, taste, weird feel for the chest. Second go around it just kind of felt like um you know, a bad sinus infection, but this past Christmas I had the flu, and that's the worst I have felt since I think I had like the flu back in 7th grade.
1: Yeah. So standing, uh, standing room only tickets, and it should be about 50 degrees. tomorrow. It would be chilly, but it'll be, it'll be fun. Um, two standing room only tickets, $28 each on StubHub. So with the fees, you're probably looking at like $50 a ticket, um, two tickets in the new left field section, $46 each to go see freaking Albany. So, I mean, it's like we've got all these all these seats and people are just ate up with college baseball in knoxville man i love it
0: i like being good at all these sports man so I i'm really like playground like you know i was looking uh i was watching um some video it was from like rick barnes first year here go back and look how much younger he looked
1: Oh, they were doing the through the years thing today on the post game. Showed some pictures of him at George Mason and uh, Providence and Young yeah. Rick Barnes, man. He's a slick looking dude. So
0: time am enjoying him, every man, minute of, of this. this. I don't know. Like I said, I like being good in all sports. Makes work a lot of fun. It's always something good to
1: talk about. Fellas, I've enjoyed every minute of this program tonight, but all good things must come to an end. Let's take one more call, and then we'll wrap things up here. Zach will be our final speaker of the evening. What's up, Zach? Hey, guys. What's what's cracking? How's
12: it going? Uh, we're doing all right up here in uh, Big E-Town, Elizabethan here in the corner. The Kona of the state.
1: Home of the Witten boys. The Witten boys, yeah. I uh, I went. Did you school. call Elizabeth in the Kona?
12: The Kona, the Kona of the state. He yeah, the Kona, Kona bud
0: of the state is yeah. what you're
12: referring to. Oh. Yeah, corner <laughs> bear corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be in Virginia twenty minutes. I can be in North Carolina in thirty. It's real luxury up here. And we got a covered bridge to boot, and the uh, home of the uh, great uh, legendary Whitten boys. Cyclones, like yeah, clones. I played for their grandfather, who was their coach, and now the uh, the uh, second Sean is the head coach of the clones now. So they keep it in the family.
1: Isn't but it Jason coaching high school ball and yeah, out in Texas? Texas, he's coaching at a private
12: uh, Christian school. Uh, there's another guy that was uh, a freshman when I I was a senior. Jason was a freshman when I was a senior. Another dude named Michael Morrell, you might know, uh, is coaching Drew Pember over in UNC Asheville.
1: So, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, remember when uh, Jason, when all hell was breaking loose and like our football program was falling apart, and Jason Witten actually said like he would he would like to coach the Vols like as head coach, and yeah, there were, and it didn't. And we were in such dire straits that it didn't seem like the worst idea. I mean, it seemed crazy, but it was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs>
12: it, considering the goobers that we ran through yeah. here for uh from 2009 until uh we finally settled yeah there's crazier oh, crazier things that have happened um
1: well what, what was that 2017 was that during the shiano debacle that... no
12: i think that was 20 because he was still playing uh
1: you know he played he, play, he yeah, came so back with
12: 2020 the, yeah he, he came back uh after he retired came back with the uh, lv raiders and then he had one uh, pretty uh, un, unremarkable uh, year on Monday Night football as the broadcaster with uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty that was rough. <laughs> yeah, it was wild but um, I uh, um, I was curious I, I I just got a chance to tune in. I've, uh, studied the, uh, Phil Palski, uh, with some Zapruderian, uh, meaning I've looked <laughs> at it twice. So it, there is a second pusher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, <laughs> there was one guy that looked like Phil Palski pushed, but there was a set there. There was then a student who kind of came and like did a, I mean, we're talking about a kid who's probably m- maybe my size. 510 maybe 59 going up against and he kind of like pushed him on the back and i want these i want these i want these players to be safe and i think it's kind of redneck to storm the court unless you unless you're uh, unranked nobody and you beat like the, to me I, I went to ut from 97 to 01 so we didn't have many basketball stormings granted but uh, I was at the 2010 Kansas game when uh, we had basically half our team got suspended the night before.
2: Yeah. I was I was in there too, Zach.
12: Yeah. And that, that was probably that. And that probably ranks second to the '98 Florida game in terms of excitement, uh, I felt, at a UT sporting event because that was Skyler <laughs> McBee. But um, what what is your – what is y'all's uh, – I guess – I guess the – main word is take or, or thoughts on what happened at Wake Forest and what what will because obviously when, Duke, when something happens to Duke, there will be consequences. What do you think will happen from this? And did you think it was an egregious act?
2: I, I wouldn't use the word egregious, but the ACC's never had really any rules implemented around court storming. Mm-hmm. And this was a situation where Wake Forest had no plan whatsoever once that happened to to get the opposing uh, team's players off the court, and eventually you had a, a situation. I, I don't think Filipowski will be out long term. I, I I I do know what you're talking about. Where you're talking about the other guy came in, shoved him from behind. The, yeah. the first guy is what what happened was he got him got him on the knee, twisted the ankle up a little bit. Nothing serious, at least hopefully. I don't think you should storm the court if you're a favorite in a game. Wake Forest was the favorite to win that game at home. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's like that That completely, I don't think they should ban court storming altogether, but if, if you're the favorite to win a game mm-hmm. and you do that, that just makes your own fan base kind of like we have, yeah, we have nothing else going on. Like might as well do it. But I, I do think the ACC will implement what other conferences have as far as penalties for schools when they rush.
12: Yeah, well, I hope we can find a happy medium. Um, I appreciate appreciate you all for um letting me hop on here. It was a beautiful night. We uh, I, what is it you say? Drinking, we're drinking from the Kaga of glory as the first place Tennessee Volunteers and a beautiful night from, from uh, Zakai Ziegler and uh, of course uh, Dalton Connect with his uh spin move lob. He looked like Ma- the White Magic Johnson with the lob, the spin move, and the lob to Adu. It was beautiful, beautiful play all around. And that was a four. That was a four point game, or with like with like three or four minutes left to go in the first half. So they really put it on him, boys tonight. So uh, thanks a bunch, and go uh,
1: freaking balls! Here, here! Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. First place in the SEC.
0: Pretty good weekend to work for Tennessee.
1: Going to be a tough road to. Travel down the stretch here, but we'll do it one game at a time. Brucifer and his crew come in Wednesday night to Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena.
0: Oh, it's it's on now. I, you got This is almost like, yeah, Florida week's different in football season. When it finally gets around to like the next game is Bruce, it just feels like
1: it's turned up a little bit more. Jason Witten it was in uh 2021 so yeah it was during the well, it was during the hypo search that uh Witten was saying that he wanted to coach Tennessee.
2: <laughs> well, I think he said did he say that? I don't even think we had an athletic director in place when he said that. Because remember, we had to get Phil yeah. up there and his his multi yeah, i mean it was, multi-layered such a vac-
9: cult.
1: it was a vacuum, and just everybody's like, uh, Jason Witten was, saw an opportunity. He's like, I'll coach the balls.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, no. Like, Jason, it, have you ever coached anything before? No. Did Dan Patrick put that one out
2: there?
0: I, I don't know, but how did that work out for him when he spoke up and said he'd like to host Monday Night Football? Well, let's, not,
1: uh, let's <laughs> hit it. Oh, 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 take some of the bass out of your voice there, buddy. Who, me? Yeah. This, we no. love Jason Witten. I mean, you just saying it's...
0: I did, too. Of, I love Kelly Harper, and look what we've got. Whoa. Why I, like, I don't even know why you had to bring that up. Well, because it's tomorrow. something we talk about all the time, just because somebody played here. It's the same thing with pay. Like,
1: you can't hire a head coach just because they went to school here. Well, with Witten, with I guess my... that Okay, that, fair enough. That What you said is true, but my main exception is... Uh, he hasn't, you know, coached before. <laughs> uh, call me crazy. When I'm hiring a football coach at an SEC, an historic SEC football program, I might want to hire a guy who's like, A, been a head coach, at least a coordinator, at least a position coach. Got a coach before. I love Jason Witten. I don't know where we're talking about this. It's midnight. I mean, that's essentially what I was saying. I was like, no, dude, you're not a coach. Bear, I got a trophy to win tomorrow. Are my boys? Yeah. Are my Chelsea boys going to beat Liverpool in the Carabao Cup Cup Final? I hope not. Pulling for Liverpool? No, I really can't do that. I don't know you're, what I want. Your your guys won't be there. Yeah, you're a really Nowhere funny guy. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Even in a crap year, we're there still going to win a trophy.
0: We're, we're 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 defending. That's defending. Defending champions.
1: Well, we got Auburn Wednesday at Alabama. This is going to test some nerves this week. Oh, playing both, both Alabama teams in one week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. we got Bruce for, and then, you know, Nate Oates
1: really the next month, month and a half, however long this lasts guys is going to be. This is a great feeling. <laughs> We're going to ride the roller coaster here on out there. I mean, listen, I hope we win some hardware and have a, it's, it's not all gonna be smooth sailing, man. <laughs> no. Never no, is it, it never
0: is, but again, as as we usually do, uh I just like caution everybody, enjoy it. Uh, enjoy these guys. We got guys that this is their some of their last games wearing the UT uniform. I'm gonna enjoy every minute
2: of it.
1: Davey, any final thoughts?
2: Great win. Way to avenge the loss from earlier this season. Just gotta really buckle down for these final four regular season games. Everything's still in front of us. One seed still on the line. So look forward to Wednesday night and hopefully we're drinking from the keg of glory once again.
1: Well, let's let's just break this up and um compartmentalize. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly. Let's let's just break this up. We we've won four in a row as of tonight. With four games to go, let's win another four in a row and win the SEC championship. Then we'll worry about March. We'll worry about the SEC tournament. We'll have fun. It's always fun in Nashville. And then, and then we'll uh, whatever happens after the the thing, we'll just you know
0: just take it how it comes, man. I don't even want to
1: talk about the yeah. NCAA tournament right now. So much to happen before then. Yeah. All right, fellas. Love you guys. Let's win let's break out the broomsticks tomorrow out at Lindsey Nelson. We'll talk to you at three PM on Fan Run Radio with the drive.